Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This is the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. It's been a minute since we've recorded. Um, it's been a wild summer. It's been a lot of fun. I've had the blessing and opportunity to speak with a lot of fantastic people, both on the show and in real life. I've got some real good world experience and some stuff that... I like to bring to the table. I like to bring new ideas, new concepts, new things to the table. There's this massive trend right now. And I don't want to say trend, but it's more like an, an awakening. It's more of a moment, a movement, a, an ideology, a, an awareness, a culling of everything impure. You're seeing a massive movement now where people are getting their breast implants removed. They're getting tattoos removed. They're, they're, they're hyper-focused on what they're eating. Uh, what they're putting in their body, uh, what they're what they're allowing into their mind, body, and soul. I did a, a podcast a while ago with uh, with an individual who had her um, her implants removed, and I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic episode. I thought it was a fantastic topic, and I just so happened to have with me today um, another beautiful woman who's done some pretty amazing things in every field she's ever entered, uh, and and this time. She's decided to have her breast implants removed. And it's such an empowering position, statement, thing, opportunity that I feel that everybody should have at least heard the story as to why she's doing it, why other people are maybe doing it, uh, but primarily why Heather has decided to have them put in and have them put out because it's all mindset. It's all perception and it's all fascinating. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Heather Kehoe. Well, thank you for that intro and thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited. It's weird that this is your first time on the show because I have such an affinity for you. Um, But you have just recently, not recently, you've started your podcast. You're on episode Mm -hmm. 30 or 40 now Mm -hmm. and you're knocking it out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, you absolutely must check out Heather's podcast. Uh, when we're done here, we'll have all the links and everything to it. But I adore this woman. And I'm so excited to hear your version of this story, your where it all came about. <laughs> you know, and and yeah. I think I think let's start with let's start with your life before implants. Mm-hmm. What was what was going on in your world that was like, hey, you know, these are the things that I think I should in your words, you know. Yeah. Where were we? What was going on? It's so funny because when I think about it, it's I'm like, was that me? <laughs> it seems so like, obviously, yes, it was me. But I was such a different person than what I am now. And obviously, I believe that everything and everyone, it's like a reason, season and lifetime. So where I was at that time, um, how do I describe myself? I would say. I presented myself as a real like tough bitch. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I felt like my, my outer 
definitely didn't match my inner. My outer Mm -hmm. was um, super tough. um, And the inside was really, really insecure. And that was from, you know, shit I didn't deal with in my teenage years and and whatnot. I was obsessed, obsessed with um, fitness, you know, being as tiny as I possibly could be. Um, and just on the total like hustle, grind, hustle, hustle, like chase, chase, chase. Um, you know, I was in a marriage that at that time I still thought it was okay. Um, I, I guess I didn't know any different, right? I just thought, is this, is this how it's supposed to be? And I, this I re- is marriage. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is it. Um, <laughs> Why do people do it? No, um, <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And it was, you know, we had two kids and it, it was my youngest daughter was, oh, she was two. And I just, you know what? After I was like, I, I love everything about my body, but my breasts, like I was just like, if I get them, that is it. Like then, then I'm going to be happy. Right? right. Then that's, that's just going to the icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead and I got them. And I have to say, like, I I did. I love them. And nobody, nobody could have talked me out of getting them. I was like, I'm getting them. I love them. I'm going to like parade around with them. And um, at that time, though, it was, it was so different. It was just like a different world with health and everything, because I remember going in for the consultation and everything. And it's like, you know, they go over the risks only of the anesthetic, like the actual surgery. So there was nothing at all about the implants, nothing. Nope. They're great. They're safe. They're not. And you know, at that time I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I think even if they would have told me, Hey, these are like, well, uh, they're going to leach heavy metal into you. And you know, you're putting like something toxic into your body. Still, I would have got them because that was my frame of mind, right? That was the mindset. I I also think at that time too, it it was the frame of society. For sure. And for sure. When when you're not, when you're not, you know, I mean, way back then, we don't, we don't think about certain things until you sort of, you know, enter into your quote unquote awakening. Mm -hmm. You you don't think about these things and society's everywhere, everywhere doing all these things. And, you know, there was, there was, I remember, you know, from, from almost like, I want to say like mid nineties to easily 2010, everything was augmentation bigger mm-hmm. is better. Right. And that yeah, was and TV I got, and everywhere. Yeah. And I got them in 2008. Right. So it was right in, right in there with the true religion genes and. <laughs> boom. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh man, that's priceless. But yeah. So, I mean, even on that, that same lineage, that, that's, that's at least eight years of your life, formidable years of your life. Mm-hmm. Where if you're already in an insecure mindset and, mm-hmm. and, and you're seeing on television and everywhere that big boobs is, is, is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things is like, maybe this is what, what's missing. Maybe this is what I need to feel complete. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know what, when I, knowing what I know now, I, I truly believe that now there, there was shit I had needed to deal with. Right. And, and, you know, I did, but I also truly believe that a lot of the health issues that I had were directly, directly 
um, linked to the implants. And of course, that only came out when I started working with um, an integrated medical doctor because, you know, even now when you when you talk about breast implant illness, there's some doctors that are like, that's not real. That's just all in your head. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If for any woman who's listening to this, um, you know, I would say do your research. I would never ever talk anybody out of getting them. But when I tell my story and, you know, we'll obviously we'll get into it more. That's my story. And it's if something doesn't feel right in your body and you can't get answers and nothing else is, you know, you're getting testing and thing and you and you have implants. Definitely explore that because it could 100 percent be the issue that is causing everything. It's a huge, huge um, point right there, because, I mean, if you look at at this, and this is something that hasn't been delved into very much, but I mean, you and I have had many a conversation about how everything's mm-hmm. trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It pretty much is. And, and yeah. it's, it's a funny, it's a funny statement too, because remember saying vaccine injuries, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, this is oh, a, yeah. a, a perfect little rapid microcosm. Because vaccine injuries, stating the term, just saying vaccine injuries, had most of society calling you a tinfoil hat lunatic. It oh, also, really? just for the kick, got you banned mm-hmm. or shadow banned on most social yeah. media if you brought that up. Yeah. And why would they silence you? So vaccine injuries. And now today, there's a government website dedicated to those who have suffered vaccine injuries. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. This is a microcosm. This is this is something that happened in our reality over the course of four years, where you were an asshole if you said mic- vac- vaccine injuries. For and sure. Now, and now it's and now they're documenting them on the, on the government website. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. The macrocosm of that is is breast implants, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously a million other things. But obviously, right now we're talking about implants. So, if you mentioned, like you said implant injuries the doctors would call you crazy you Mm -hmm. were wearing a tinfoil hat and you were Mm -hmm. laughed out of the building Mm -hmm. but it's you're seeing it more and more and more yeah and 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 nobody's really talking about it yeah uh and you got to wonder why you know again it comes back down to if you want to wear a tinfoil hat it comes back down to everything that they're doing to us seems to be an experiment for sure you know let's see what happens if we put these things into people's chests you Mm -hmm. know and not only that, but the same people that are that are or the same machine that's happy with doing the implants was the very machine that gave you the idea that you mm-hmm. weren't good enough without them in the first place. Right. And and people don't want to talk about the media in in this scenario. They don't want to talk about the fact that the influence was intentionally put everywhere. Yeah. You know, and and it's uh it's it's a fascinating, a fascinating time. So let's track back to like I, I want the whole representation for the audience, and 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 just because it's such a f- fascinating story, mm-hmm. let's go back. Let's go back to, um, a couple of days after you had them installed, mm-hmm. the, the old the old installation, and and then like a couple of weeks to a year after you've had them installed. How did that first year play out for you? Yeah, so it it was funny because when like and of course, it was in the day where everybody was getting them. I felt like right, like mm-hmm. I had few friends that got them. We all kind of had them within the uh, 
you know, within a span of like six months. And I remember them saying to me, okay, do not, do not look at them for the first like two weeks. Well, you, of course you're going to look at them whenever anybody says don't plus you're showering. Right. And honest, I was horrified. Okay. Like they were up, like they were up here. I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and it was like a box. And, and I remember like crying probably three day three. It was the worst. It was like all the pain meds were out. And I was like, why did I do this? It was almost like, like they call it surgery remorse, right? Or like, um, when you make a change to your body and you, you almost go through this remorse, even though I was telling myself, nope, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, and you know, you, you make up excuses, right? Like, oh, well, it's just, my body is healing and I've got all these emotions and, um, it'll be better and I'm going to look great. And, you know, I can buy all these clothes because at this time, again, the, I was major, majorly, majorly embedded into the third dimension world, right? Like it was brand name this, brand name that, be at every event, socialize with, you know, all these people that you didn't really care about. They didn't care about you, but you had to be seen, right? So then I was like, oh man, now, now I'm going to fit all these clothes and it is going to be like just the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And so I start, you know, get back to like normal living and like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like very good. And, you know, they're big. <laughs> my I remember my sister and my dad, they're like, whoa. And I'm like, I didn't think they were that big, but fuck, they're big. Uh, when I, when I think back and so about a year after, what, what was, was the jump? Like you went from, Oh God, I was, Oh, I was, yeah. Like an A to, Oh, it was like a double D for sure. Yeah. So like in the consult, you're like, go big, go big or go. Well, and you know what? I was like, I don't want to look like a porn star, but I also want to look like I have boobs. Right. Right. So they were 300 CCs where people are like, that's not that much. I'm like, keep it. You have to realize at that time I was like, super tiny. Remember when we were talking about, um, sizes, right. And I was like, I'm a size 26 and you're like, people want to be a zero. I'm like, that was my waist. Okay. Like I was tiny. Um, so at that, like for proportion wise, I mean, I was like, you know, the Motley Crue song, girls, 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 right. That's how I was. It was like the big boobs, the tiny waist, the teddy, like I was rocking it. Um, and so, yeah, I was feeling like this is good. This is, this is awesome. And again, I'm married. I've got two kids and it's so funny. I remember my one daughter, she was about six at that time. And we we're in the bathroom one day and she kind of like looked at me and then she looked again. Cause she was like, Whoa, mom, like your boobs are huge. Right. And for a kid, I'm thinking that must have scarred her for life. She's 21 <laughs> now. And I'm like, God, I'm going to see her in two days. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her. I'm like, do you remember that? Cause like, did that, did that traumatize you? <laughs> um, but about a year into it, I started having 
some really bizarre side effects. And I mean, I was young, like I was in my thirties and like 34, 35. Um, I started losing massive amounts of hair. Like I go in the shower and just clumps of hair would come out. And uh, again, the way that I thought I'm like, whatever, it's just tired. It's hormones, stress. Um, and I started what I know now as anxiety. I was having really crazy, crazy thoughts going through my head. Um, right. Ton of thoughts about like massive anxiety, like fear of my kids dying, right? Fear of like just, and I mean, we all have these concerns, like obviously, you know, as as parents, like that's our biggest fear, mm -hmm. but they were not, they weren't rational. No, right? no. It was, it was like, when I think back now, I'm like, Jesus, like, and it just came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And again, I was in that. Did you say this was a year after? This is about a year after. Yeah. So this was 2009. And, um, you know, again, I just kind of went on with my life and I was working like I had a home-based business. It was doing extremely well. Um, and I was to the point that I was running on, I feel like running on adrenaline and I was losing my hair. I was having like these massive anxiety attacks. Then I started having, like I started almost hallucinating mm. and I remember driving on the, like I'd be driving, especially at night and I would be passing a car and I would veer off to into the the um, shoulder because I I would think they were coming right at me like that's and I I would shake it off being like hey summing it up to like tired stress you know I've got little kids all this and it started getting worse and worse and I started having really bad nightmares hmm. and um, then. It was just, it was probably about January of 2010. So this is like basically two years after I had the implants. I remember waking up from like a dead sleep and not being able to breathe and thinking like I was having, like I was having a heart attack. And I remember saying to my husband at this time, um, here's how I feel. I cannot breathe if I pass out like this is this is how I'm feeling. And um, now I know that that was a panic attack. Wow. But at that time. I didn't know what a panic attack was. Yeah. And, you know, people say to me, well, what triggered you? What was going on? And I'm like, nothing like it was just, you know, now now I know it was it was a whole bunch of things, including the fact that I was living this super fake life. Mm -hmm. But at that time, there was nothing that stuck out because I I just thought, you know, it's that running a business like I'm, you know, very embedded in the hustle culture. And um, and then the panic attacks started getting more frequent. And then 
my entire world came crashing down in May of 2010. Now, that's a whole other story, and we'll touch on it a little bit here. Yeah. Um, and this is this was this is basically your uh, you know uh, this is your origin story the mm. of, of who of how you became who you are now. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a fascinating story. But do you think? Do you if you were to say now, sort of looking back on that and looking back on everything, and just I'm not none of us are doctors here, but I'm just saying in your own personal opinion, how much? Like what percentage would you give the augmentation um, as a contributing factor to 80, hundred percent, at least 80. And when, so like so, 2010 came and got right. And then you remember I got thyroid cancer. Oh, right. 2015, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and had two surgeries. And again, now at this time, that time I was already changing mindset things. I had worked through a lot of shit. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'd worked through a lot of like traumas that I had unhealed. And it was like, where is this shit coming from? Right now it was thyroid cancer. And since I've been doing so much research, obviously on breast implant illness and, and how it came to be is working with, um, Dr. Shannon Pierce, who is like an amazing, like amazing uh, integrated medical doctor is, you know, we're running all these tests for inflammation. My body was so inflamed and, um, and I had like mold in my body and we could not figure this out. We were running mold tests in my house. They were all coming back normal. And she's like, you have implants, right? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, have you considered removing them? because there is breast implant illness. And here are all the symptoms, right? And what women have experienced after they got implants. And it was like depression, anxiety, panic attacks, loss of hair, hormonal issues, massive thyroid issues, like wow. all of this. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I need to get them out. Because at that time too, I was feeling like I had, I had outgrown them. I was starting to hate them. I was, I was hating everything that they stood for and every reason why I had actually got them because every reason why I got them was nothing like the person I am today. It was third dimensional choices. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'd look in the mirror, I put on clothes and I'm like, oh my God, I just like, I hate them. I want them gone. Right. I just want them gone. And I went from wearing, like loving them and feeling like I made it to just like wanting always to wear baggy, flowy clothes. Right. And knowing like I, I always subconsciously knew that is when everything started. Hmm. I was in denial for a long time, right? I'm like, I paid like $8,000 for these things, right? I'm going to love them forever. They can't and be killing me. <laughs> They're my friends. Yeah. And you know, at that time too, I was trusting everything. The, the doctors in the, I call the normal <laughs> air, yeah, quotes, air quotes, medical system, right? Like to me at that point, when I got them, everything else was woo woo. Right. Oh, yeah. naturopathic. Oh, integrated med. What? Yeah. Like, mm -mm. so 
yeah, it was like thinking back and knowing what I know now, a hundred percent, I would say for sure, 80 to 85%. I think that's wild. I, I, I would never have, have, have made that large of an assumption, but then when you, you ran the list off of, of things that are contributing factors to this, you know, it's like, first off, it's a decision based in uh, insecurity and vanity. And I don't mean to shame anybody when I say that. Um, it, it's That's why we get augmented. So it's like they're already preying on somebody who's moderately insecure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's a fascinating thing. But, you know, there's no finger pointing when I say that, because if you if you pulled if you if you pulled a hundred men and mm-hmm. said, hey, would you like a bigger penis? They're like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what size they've got. The answer is yes, I would like. You know, as long as there's no harm, no foul, just go ahead and add a few inches Mm -hmm. and go Mm -hmm. right ahead. Right. You ask a million women about penis size and they're going to say, you know, everyone's got a different story because every body is different. Some girls want this, want that. Every man has watched porn and they're, they feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's this societal test this totally this 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 madness and then what even to the point where nobody talks about nobody talks about this what we're talking about right now nobody talks Mm -hmm. about hair loss and thyroid cancer and 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 residual effects to having these things Mm -hmm. put in um well and just your your, the inflammation right in your in your body and because here's the thing when you think about it right you are putting something foreign into your body. Your body's natural reaction is to try to get rid of it, right? It's like when you get a splinter, what does your body do? It forces it out. Yeah. So, you know, with implants and it doesn't matter if it's like a pacemaker, you know, a rod in your leg, right? It's the thing with that. It's, it's these were silicone bags, Right. And they have, they can, they absorb into your body. If they've been tested that there's heavy metals that have leaked into your body. Now you're, you form, form a capsule around anything foreign in your body to help protect. Um, but still they are, it's like a constant fight in your well, body. Well, if you think about this, you're talking about rods and pacemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people have had pacemaker issues. Uh, it's a little bit more um, rare, but a pacemaker is a firm item that goes in. Mm-hmm. The callus gets built around it and it stays there. The yeah. metal bar that you put in your leg is a firm bar. The yes. callus gets built around it and it stays there. Yeah. Your implant is a foreign object that goes yeah. into your body. A callus mm-hmm. is built. Therefore, there's a, an item being built around the, yeah. the satch the sack yeah and it gets squeezed and bent yeah. and twisted and moved and manipulated so yeah. your your boob is constantly moving so that callus is constantly forming mm-hmm. and breaking and forming and breaking and forming mm-hmm. and breaking yeah. your body is constantly sending white blood cells to this thing to to fight it to get to get it to do you know to to get it to yeah who knows the body just wants it out like you said yeah and when yeah. you're constantly moving it you're creating a buildup for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's wild. It's wild to think of, of, of the idea of this. And yeah, you know, I don't know. 
Well, in the first, the first time I had actually ever, ever heard of anybody removing their implants was about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And a girlfriend of mine, she started having all these just bizarre symptoms, you know, unexplainable. Of course, she go for air quotes, <laughs> blood work, which is a joke. It is a joke here in Canada. You're you're everything. Oh, you're normal. It's it's such a tiny amount of blood work. It is just the basic, the most minimal. That doesn't tell you really anything. So she started investigating more and she started working with different doctors. And she got her. She told me about breast implant illness. And at this time, I didn't want to hear anything about it because it was still seven years ago. And I'm like, hmm, I think you're not like whatever. Anyway, she got them removed. She was like a new person. The way she looked, her skin, her eyes, her health um, issues all cleared up. So that was the very, very first time. And then. Did you take note of it after she started looking better, feeling better and acting better? Did you you go from screw your tin, like screw you to maybe? No, not really. Because at that time I was still not really. I mean, I was I was working towards where I am now, but I still wasn't there. Right. I was still kind of, you know, and I was still I I was still like, mm, there's no way there's no way my implants cause that. It's got to be something else. Yeah. So it wasn't until probably two years ago, honestly, when I started just seeing on social media more and more women talking about breast implant illness having their implants removed, talking about their symptoms, how they felt after. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This might, like, I got to investigate this a little bit. Right. And um, that's when I started working with um, Dr. Pierce. And she's a huge, huge advocate for women and women's hormones. And um, I learned so much about inflammation and how our body works. And, um, you know, I started reaching out to these women on social media and being like, Hey, tell me about your journey. And, you know, how did you feel after? And they, the, the difference was night and day, right? like night and day. And I always, you know what, the disclaimer here, if you are happy with your implants and you are not having any issues and you are loving them, by all means, you need to do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. For me, I always say I I knew, like intuitively knew that's what it was. I just didn't want to accept it. And then when I did, I was like, they need to go now. Right. They need to leave my body now. And even my healing from the surgery, like compared to when I got them and any other surgeries, because I'd had a C-section. I had also now two years ago when I started down this journey, I was going to get them removed. And I went into the doctor. Instead, I had a lift. I, you know, he's like, well, the implants are good. And, you know, there's no issue. And I wasn't a hundred percent at the point of removing them. No. So I just had a lift. Even my recovery from that surgery was a bit of a struggle. I'll say too, in, in, in knowing you, as long as I've known you, that you in the past eight months have tripled down on your expanse of knowledge, understanding, comprehension 
of self awareness um and and surrounding uh you know so so people you know anyone could say well how did, how could you have had these thoughts and then not done something about it um you know your your self awareness and situational awareness of uh, third dimensional fourth dimensional fifth dimensional shift has hit hyperdrive in the past mm-hmm. uh, 8 to 5 5 to 8 months and that's that to me is is an amazing thing to witness uh, mm-hmm. from my perspective yeah uh, and without the implants i don't think it would have happened and so yeah. we say everything happens for a reason you totally know? Uh, but totally. yeah so so that that's why i say like 2 years ago why would you go in for you know removal surgery and come out with uh with right? a lifter bigger yeah. boobs or whatever it is you know yeah and i just i wasn't ready and, and i remember this this recovery was so different like when i woke up like i remember everything hmm. everything from this surgery and like i remember walking into the or i remember the exact number of breaths i took before i was out i remember waking up and when i woke up this time it was i woke up and i was so coherent all the other times it'd wake up and i'd fall back asleep and i was like i don't remember anything even the nurses were like whoa you are like doing so good you you look so good. You are doing so good. And I was, I remember my conversations with them. Like I could have walked out of there. They wouldn't let me, they put me in a wheelchair because that was protocol. Um, and my 16 year old was here. She's like, I'm going to stay with you mom for three days and make sure you're okay. And she's like, do you need this? Do you need that? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, good. Right. And I had no pain. You know, I took a couple of Tylenol and Advil, um, but it was like, I remember coming home that day from the surgery and taking a picture of myself and comparing it to that morning when I left for the surgery. And I was like, holy shit. Hmm. Like, I look, the, my color of my skin was totally different. And that was the same day. And it's then like, it just progressively got better. It's like... Your body was relieved. Thanking, thanking me? Yeah. Thanks, Heather. And we're going to make recovery like really awesome for you. And it was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you, you basically, you, you, uh, you, your surgery was in the morning and you were closing a deal in the afternoon. Wasn't that the, <laughs> not how it went? We played out? No, I actually, you know what? I actually turned over my business to a colleague for a couple of days, but uh, yeah, of course, you know what? It's like, just the way real estate works. It's like going for surgery. Everybody wants to write houses. And the next, I think we, I think um, Eric helped me out with, oh God, I think we had five deals happen between Tuesday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and that was the week you were in. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I was so like, there was no grogginess. There was, it was so different. Like it, it was just, it was amazing. It was just the clarity, the brain fog, right? The brain fog was, um, it was like it was cleared up immediately. So you had, you had, you know, the physical, the physical obviously was a change. And we'll touch on that in a second too, but the, the, the mindset. So re- remember when you got them, you first got them in and you were super proud and, uh, you know, it was like, it was, it was a Barbie girl summer, you know, mm-hmm. how did you, wh- what if you were to write or or make note of the comparisons between how you felt after they were in 
and how you felt after they were out when it comes down to how you presented yourself to the world, the mindset behind that. How would you compare the two or or what would you say about the two um, similarities, differences, that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. So when I think back to when I got them, even though I was super excited, I was still like, it was a little bit like shameful, right? Like, oh, I had to get these and I don't really want to parade myself around. Like I just got these boobs and look at me. That's how I felt back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I had them removed, I had numerous people, including my surgeon say, okay, just so you know, you're going to be very flat after it is going to be shocking. And so I was mentally prepared for it. Like to me to be like a 12 year old boy, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and I remember looking at him and saying, I'm totally fine with it. I'm like, if I never wore a bra, like, or, you know, it's not like you ever have to wear a bra, but, um, you know, if, if I'm in sports bras or whatever, I'm fine. I'm totally good. And I remember looking and now it's been like over a month and I'm like, I like them better than what the last few years were with them. And they're not, um, I'm not flat. I'm not, I actually have like, they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I look and I'm like, wow, okay. You know what? Like I am super proud to like, I, I wasn't at all like, oh my God, now I'm flat and I'm not a woman. And I'm like, hell, you know what? I had these implants removed. I feel amazing. And I can't wait to like go out and buy clothes. And because now all my, you know, everything's so baggy, mm. right? And you don't realize like even the inflammation and the difference. And when I started being really open about it, I I started having women reach out to me being like, oh my gosh, you know, you're so brave for doing that. And I'm like, okay, that makes me sad. That makes me sad that society is still thinking that having them removed is you being really brave. Yeah. And um, yeah, I sat with that for a long time and I was like, God, this is, you know, there's so much pressure on women to look a certain way. And I definitely got caught up in that. I definitely did. Um, and now it's not like, hey, I roll out of bed in my pajama pants and go, you know, run around town. But I'm definitely, I'm not uh, so obsessed with that exterior just because I've done so much work. And I'm, my confidence in myself has changed so much. Um, prior to the removal or because of the removal? Because of the removal. Well, both really, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so, both. Yeah. Both for sure. For sure. But yeah, that, that was the, that was what I was alluding to. Cause and that's mm-hmm. well, that's one of those things. It's like they say it's brave that you had them removed, but it's it would have been brave or not brave, it would have been foolish to keep them in. You know, if you're doing something that you don't like anymore, yeah. why would you keep doing it? Yeah. And it was it was so wild because I read so many I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole, right? Oh, like yeah. with, with with anything. And I remember going on these forums and reading these groups of women who have had them removed and some being like, Oh my God, my, you know, my husband is so mad at me and my boyfriend like left me. And I was like, 
fuck. What forms are you, are you on where the husband's mad and the boyfriend's gone? The uh-huh. same lady? I said, what forms are you on where, where oh, her husband's no, mad it and was the boyfriend's like, it was, gone? <laughs> you know, these breast implant illness. <laughs> I've lost everyone. My boyfriend. Support groups me. or whatever, right? And I was like, holy shit. So, you know, some women, and I feel, I'm like, but that was that was me back then because a lot of, of what why I got them was partially, I'd say, for him at that time, right. partially for me which was so messed up, but that was my, that was my mindset at that time. That was my insecurities. And now, you know, with my, my husband now, because obviously I'm remarried, he was like, Heather, whatever you need to do what you need to do. You need to feel good. And it doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I couldn't imagine being with someone who's like, you get them removed. Like I'm out. We're done. I'm like, fuck, see ya. There's the door. And Don't let it hit you on the way wide. out. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, but those forms are, are cognizant and, and representative of society. Oh, it's, 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 it's entertaining terrible. and sad at the same time. Right. Yeah. Cause you're reading through and it's like, man, I couldn't imagine. Like I couldn't and whether imagine. The poster is right or wrong. If they're posting it and they feel it, they're creating it as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, this is obviously, you know, manifestation 101. Yeah. Uh, but it's that insecurity. It's that insecurity in self that says I'm valued only based on the lumps on my chest. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, I think society, you know, we've got all these, we've got all these, these social justice warriors, you know, do a better job, do better, do better. Yeah. Right. I think society, <laughs> That was the ladies and gentlemen that uh, can't watch this. That was a perfect eye roll from Heather right there. But uh, <laughs> that uh, what is better? Yeah, exactly. Do better. Do better. <laughs> yeah. But like, if society did better, and here's another thing too. Just since we're on that topic, any single person on social media, and this this goes out to my audience who's who's listening to me, you know, bitch about this shit. Anyone who chirps you on social media, don't take any of their shit seriously. There mm-hmm. isn't a single person, quote unquote, doing better than you, that's going to come down and rip on you. Right. Totally. Anyone, anyone that wants to be a social justice warrior or a keyboard warrior on online, they're just tiny little cowards. And mm-hmm. if you've caught their attention and irked them, great. Yeah. I had a lady the other day abandon following our Instagram. And she 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 was one of those heroes that left a note. Like I am forever. Oh, yeah. They gotta let you know. They yeah. gotta let you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're I, like, um, who are you? <laughs> what I what I loved about that though is before I even had a chance to like make a comment, another one of 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 the fans of the page saw the comment and just ripped her apart, like not like evilly, but like just made a, a, an obs- a proper observation, which was like coming to my defense. And I thought that's fantastic. Like totally. this is the community that we're at here now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I digress. Back to what we were talking about the your you know your scenario, your situation, and and the women that are involved in that, and you know not being able to move forward. With that, there has to be, and this is something that's that that's not talked about. I I would think that anyone who's contemplating getting removal um, would superficially worry about what others would think. But if you're if if you're contemplating getting removal, you already feel something's wrong, and you already mm-hmm. feel something's off, and you don't want mm-hmm. it in there. Mm-hmm. Which means that your judgment will be skewed, especially mm-hmm. if you're coming from a I don't want to say a position of weakness, but somebody, but certainly somebody who lacks a little bit of confidence, mm-hmm. uh, and and has them in, 
I think that, and and maybe if you lack a little bit of confidence, the, the partner that you've chosen isn't quite appropriate for you as well. Totally. And some other decisions probably weren't the best ones for you, but you're aware yeah. of that on a personal level. This isn't an attack on anybody. This is just something for the listener to think through. Yeah. And then having them in there, knowing the inflammation it's causing, the pain it's causing, the actual mess that it's causing inside your body. I think that that's also changing their ability to make a, a proper or cognitive mm-hmm. beneficial decision for themselves. Um, and like you said, I'm not saying take them out. I'm not Mm-mm. saying put them in. I'm yeah. just saying. And, I, and I'm not saying don't get them, right? Because that, yeah. how many, you know, in 2008, you could not have talked me out of them. Like right. people, if they would have said they're going to do this or, I mean, right now, here's the thing. They have, they have to have a black box warning on them because they are linked to a specific cancer. So that has to be put on the boxes right now. I mean, there have been some also that have been recalled because they were causing, you know, issues. Um, you know, if it, even if there were those warnings back then, I don't know, I would have probably still gotten them. I'm going to do something just, just based on the fact that, you know, what we're talking about and the medical industry and the way things work. So let's just do one quick second here. Yeah. Disclaimer. If you're going to soundbite any of this podcast, you must soundbite it in its entirety for consistency and context. There we go. Because you just made a comment that could have looked bad against the the medical industry. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Right. Somebody just soundbites this breast implants cause cancer. Oh, God, we're getting sued. Well, no, you yeah. can't because there's context involved now, too. And there's a disclaimer. Yeah. So suck it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? It's. Yeah, it is it, the informed consent. There's definitely more informed consent right now for implants than there was when I got them. Right. When I got them, it was, you know, oh yeah, they're they're safe, they're this, they're that. And that's that's all they knew back then. What if they it's, didn't? Well, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, head. you know how I feel, right? It's like Give the product to make them sick and then give them the solution. Yeah. And and think about this. Think about think about your mindset before you got them done. And this mm-hmm. is this is let's let's just venture down the rabbit hole because this is what we do on the show. Yeah. Think about your mindset before you had them done. You're already susceptible to certain things. Now think about the doctors knowing quasi what the results are going to be after they put them in. Now think about all the meds they can now sell you or prescribe to you because I mean, in Canada, they just give them to you, but you know, Mm -hmm. there's anything that's free, you know, you're the lab rat. So, uh, Canada, I don't trust, I don't trust the medical system period, you know, Mm -hmm. and COVID really made that abundant. It's not like this one vaccine was a fluke accident. It's like, they really Mm -hmm. showed their hand as to what everything is. Yeah. So, and this is why I can, I look back on this and, and implants and think about, you know, the amount of money they've made off trying to cure people of things that they don't know what's wrong with them, quote unquote, but they do know because the doctor's like, oh, she's got implants. Well, she's got this, this, and this. We can make money off this, this, and this, and we can do this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Mm-hmm. Sounds nefarious. Makes me sound crazy to say it, but yeah. it yeah. wouldn't surprise me in the least. Oh, 100%. 100%. But you know, what's interesting now that is not talked about, of course, um, but I have been quite vocal about it. When I was in for my surgery, um, you know, and have the implant and one of the nurses that 
had worked there, she, she had told me, she goes, we are seeing a lot of explants. Right. Right. And I'm like, well, you're going to see a lot more. I hope so. And that again, again, I'm not on here to be like, don't get them. Implants are bad. This blah, blah, blah. It is your journey, right? This was my journey. And I, I say to women when they do reach out to me and they're like, okay, I have implants. I'm thinking about getting them removed. And I'm like, okay, well, what's happening? Tell me what's happening in your body and what have you done to, you know, for testing, who have you dealt with? Because you need to do, you need to work with somebody who's going to do deep, deep rooted testing to find out what the root of the issue is. Now, if they've done, and that's what I did, there was testing for like food um, sensitivities, um, massive hormone testing, right? And just all these things. I mean, even me going into menopause at like such an early age was like, whoa, I remember Dr. Shannon, when she got my hormone test, she goes, if I didn't know you, I would think you had the hormones of an 80 year old woman. Hmm. That's messed up. Yeah. Okay. That just doesn't happen for no reason. So, you know, I say to women, you need to just do the investigation. And if everything's coming back as normal, when you do the deep rooted investigation and you have implants, I would seriously consider those as probably the culprit. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing too, is like, if you're, if, if, if a woman's listening to this and and they are under the weather, you know, and, and there's a lot of, there's, a, I have a lot of female listeners and I, I love each and every one of you guys and the male listeners. You guys are awesome too. Everybody's pretty awesome. And those that listen to me because they want to hate on me, you guys are pretty cool too. I like y'all. Yeah. Uh, Thanks but, for, thank for bringing up the engagement, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing the numbers up. Appreciate, appreciate. appreciate um, it. Exactly. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the idea that somebody could be sick and, mm-hmm. and not understand why um, it's not just, it's not just implants, you know, I mean, um, uh, fibromyalgia, again, uh, I'm not a doctor, I'm not making any statements, but I know people that have fibro uh, and, and they don't understand sort of what it is, but one of the things was linked back to um, a faulty or um, an, a mispurposed old shoulder repair injury and the mm-hmm. screws had started screwing up. And so they had, they, on a completely off note, they had, uh, they had uh, the, the shoulder re-repaired and rebuilt uh, with newer material or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the quote unquote, all the signs of fibro went away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's so many things that go on and, and we don't think about this. And this is hopefully an eye opener to anyone that's got something going on with their body. And go, Holy fuck. Maybe it is the implants. Maybe it's this. Maybe I haven't, I, I hadn't even put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. this raising this awareness is is something that I think that should go, you know, completely viral. I think that everybody should pay attention to, to their body and their symptoms. And if they're already doing research, like you said, do your own research, understand the thing. But I think this, I think that if you're already doing the research and you're already contemplating mm-hmm. and questioning, you above everything else already subconsciously know that something's off and that they have to go. Yeah. And you, you know what, you know, your body and. All I could say was, um, and, and a girlfriend of mine said it so good. She goes, they are no longer like 
belong in your body. Like you, you have outgrown them and outgrown the reason that you got them. Right. And that's how I was feeling. I was feeling like I, I hated them and everything that they stood for and the reasons why I got them because I, I'm not the same person. Right. So I was just like, I can't wait to get them out. And I was waiting till I was going to wait till November. And one day I was just like, screw this. And I called, I'm like, when's the first day I can get in? And they're like, we can get you in in two weeks. I'm like, book it. Let's do this. You know? And, and that's the way I am when I decide I'm like, I'm doing it. And I just, I want it done. And it was the best decision for me. And I'm only like a month and a little bit in. So, I mean, and the difference in my energy, just my brain fog, like, honestly, it's, I can't even explain it. And I can't like, I'm so excited to see as the months go on and the days go on, the changes that are going to happen. And, um, but, you know, inflammation, this is what I, I wish people would understand that we're walking around today's society, right. And, and most of the food that we buy is shitty unless you can grow it or get it from like a local, you know, producer, whatnot, our bodies are so full of inflammation and inflammation causes disease. Mm -hmm. It, it, it does. And the more meds you put in, they cause more inflammation, right? And it's just band-aids over band-aids over band-aids. And once you learn, like you have to find the root of the issue in order to fix it, right? Or you're just band-aiding. And it, when I watch just, especially what's happened in the last few years, right? And, and I see these, God, these people that are like so unhealthy, right? And they're just like, well, if I, you know, I, and I'm going to jump back to the vaccine, but it's like, if I go get this, then I'm going to be protected. Meanwhile, I see them at the grocery store and their cart is full of chips and cookies and just shit. Right. I've said it on the show a thousand times, maybe not a thousand times, but you, the people that are getting vaccines are the people that have smoked cigarettes their whole lives. They're at the yeah. grocery store in a rascal filling yeah. their carts with yeah. chips and they're overweight and they're wearing a mask and they're shaming you. Yeah. And this, this is a mental state. That dictates, and I know a lot of good people that like lost businesses, friends, their job, all because they didn't get vaccinated. But these people that you know that are going to point at you, you can't you can't take them into consideration with regards mm-hmm. to natural society because yeah. nothing is right for you, or, or 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 what's going on with society isn't right for you. Like I had a, a girlfriend of mine was telling me that she lost her friends primarily because she didn't want to take the vax, but she was also at the very same time that this was all going down, she was attempting to get pregnant. You know, she was doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm, and it, it, mm-hmm. her own, her own system was like, no, it just doesn't, it's not logical. She wasn't trying to be a, a, you know, a rebel by any means, but when her friends turned on her, like you really got to ask yourself, who was I in a lifetime where, you know, a group of friends, 30 years old, 30 year long friendships that they can turn on me because I won't get vaccinated. You know, so that, I mean that this, I say this story because this, this, this harkens back to the media and, and, and just simply the way that the media portrayed what the vaccines were and, and how they just brainwashed an entire, well, they didn't brainwash them on this note. They were already yeah. brainwashed. Society was yeah. already brainwashed and they were quickly willing to go along with that. For sure. Um, and 
some of these same people, you mentioned this before when we were talking, some of these same people have said to you, and you gave a really solid answer to this. They said to you, well, why did you get them put in in the first place? Or why did you, mm-hmm. why did you have them at all? And these are the main people. And you're going to get these questions, ladies, when you have them removed. Also, it's 2023. So I'll say men when you have them removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think any, any men with boobs are listening to my show. Well, actually, some men with boobs are probably listening to my show. Yeah. But men with implants probably aren't listening to my show. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so what's your answer to that? Why did you get them? You know, and this is, this isn't my question. I already know the answer because, and it's a great answer. Well, but why you know what? You, it, why would you it, do it at all? It's very funny. So I'm going to just pull this up here because I had that exact, and it came from, it came from a nurse. Um, and, you know, I, I said to her, she's like, how are you feeling? And she was the one who had said, we've been removing a lot lately. And, um, you know, I just said how I was feeling, blah, blah, blah. And I'm really good. And she said, imagine how good you would have would feel if they were never done in the first place. Uh. And, you know, my response exactly to her was everyone needs to go on their own journey. No one could have talked me out of them in 2008. No healthcare professional ever disclosed any risks at that time. But years after is when the shitstorm happens. Um, sort of like other stuff that's happening in people's bodies now. Um, and she said, yeah, yeah, you are right on that. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, um, going through a divorce. Well, why would I have married him in the first place? You know, you could say the same shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, because that, because at that time I was in love with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had, you know, we were together for 17 years and we have two kids and then we change. I changed. Yeah. Right. So it's when I get those questions, I'm like, I actually feel sorry for the person because I'm like knowing I know their life and the shit that they have done. And I'm like, oh, man, you got so much shit that you need to deal with and unhealed stuff. I'm not even going there with you. Right. Right. Like you're just projecting and. I always find those people that are like, well, why would have you done it in the first place are the ones who always will meddle in everybody else's life because they don't want to deal with their own shit. 100%. Yep. Right. And they're not worth you getting into a disagreement or a argument with because they do not want to hear it. And they will probably go through their whole life in denial of anything that they've done and not wanting to do the work and, um, you know, heal themselves. And that's cool. Cause we all got to go on our own journey. Right. And um, yeah, that, that, you know, that's really, really my answer is because at that really at that time, it didn't matter. I was doing it. Yeah. People, people often forget that, you know, everyone's so quote unquote goal oriented that people don't quite understand that a lot of the time or most of life isn't about the end result. It's about the journey. No. And it's yeah. about, it's about learning what you learned on the, on the path to what you've done. Yeah. And you know, if you didn't, if you didn't marry your first husband, you wouldn't have a beautiful family that you have now. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't about the marriage wasn't about staying together forever. It was about creating oh. the two kids that you have. Yeah. And you know, what's so funny about that is I can honestly say I knew a hundred percent. We were not going to be together forever, mm-hmm. but it was you know, everything, again, it's the reason, season, lifetime. And 
there was, I, I mean, yes, what he'll obviously be in my life, life for a lifetime, right? Because we have kids together and that's, that's fine. But, you know, you think about those exes, well, they have nothing to do with, they came in for a season and hopefully they taught you something. Yeah. And it was the same with this, right? I would not be able to help other women if I wouldn't have went through it. And that's an amazing segue too, because I was just thinking, I know we've got a, we don't have a hard stop, ladies and gentlemen, we have a relative stop um, coming up soon. And I did want to touch on, on a little bit more about who you are, because my audience doesn't know who you are. And mm-hmm. um, the, this is, uh, you know, your story with regards to uh, augmentation, implants, uh, explants. I loved it because of your strength, because of who you are. And you are, uh, I think you're the number one realtor in all of Canada. <laughs> No I disclaimer. Wish. No, I don't. Uh, I actually don't wish because you know what? I would never ever have a life, which was oh, what it's insane. was what happened to me when I went through a massive burnout, right? And what had again led me into coaching. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. Yes, I have my real estate business for ten years, and it runs like a well-oiled machine, right? My um. My business is very based on attraction marketing, not the chasing. So I have a massive referral base and, um, and you know what? People might think it's woo woo, but you know what? It, it, it isn't. I, it's it's not woo woo. And the reason it's not woo. And I have to state that is because you operate and no matter what you do, you're operating with 100% integrity. Yeah. which separates you from the majority of other realtors and not like that they're unintegral un- un- and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're bad people. It's just that yeah. it's that your life has said, you know, there's no shortcuts. There's no nothing. This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. You've parlayed that into your coaching industry as well. And yeah. um, the women that you help are, are, you know, everyone's getting results left, right, and center. And that yeah. to me, when you have, when you, when you figured something out that works and you have the opportunity to work with like-minded people who seek you out, and who want your help and who want your guidance, you get some amazing results with all of these people. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a phenomenal thing to see, you know, how well you've done in business, obviously with, with regards to real estate and how well you're parlaying that into your, your podcast um, mm-hmm. and your uh, you know uh, your coaching industry, your coaching business. And again, your entire sphere of influence, because everybody still, whether they say it or not, they're watching they're watching your Instagram, yeah. they're watching your podcast, they're watching this, they're understanding, they're learning. And I mean, the yeah. amount of free content that you put out and that you create, uh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you're on TikTok, you have to follow Heather. She's hilarious. Uh, you know, <laughs> a message delivered hilarity for sure. Uh, you're going to be entertained and you're going to learn something. And that there's, there's no better way to do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's and, not, sorry, I'll just finish that. Yeah. That stems from you being, the podcast is called the Hustle Culture Haters Club, Hater Club, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the movement is the Hustle Culture Hater Club. And I know you said uh, relative stop, but let's like this again, this ties into the augmentation. This ties into everything sure. because you were saying that it was the majority of your burnout. But explain a little bit about your burnout and sort of what created uh, what created who you are today. Like how yeah. how did that all play out? Yeah. Well, I was super, you know, here's the thing. If, if there are any real estate agents listening, um, the real estate industry is all about hustle, grind, be available 24 seven. Um, if you want to make it in this business, this is what you got to do. Kiss your holidays. Goodbye. Right. And I, 
the first couple of years, I got very embedded into that. And I was so obsessed with the amount of money I needed to make obsessed. And I'd be like working till all hours of the night and back in the morning and running basically on, you know, coffee and thinking it was funny. Right. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, you know, I was a single mom at that time too. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I went into this business and this is what I always say to the women I coach. Why did you start a, your real estate business or your mortgage broker business or whatever, whatever you're doing? Why did you start that? Was it to work 24 seven and never see your family and, you know, never have freedom to make your own rules? Was that, and they're all like, no. Okay. Then why did you do it? It's for the opposite of all those things. Right. But you're not doing it. So what's the point? What is the point? Like you might as well quit, go back to a nine to five, because then at least you're done. It makes zero sense. Right. And I'm like, I was there and I was, you know, at the the burnout stage of, I didn't like, so when somebody would call me, I'd be like, oh my God. Right. Like I was, I was starting to hate my business. I was missing my kids events for like just chasing, chasing, chasing. And I'm like, I can't do this. There's got to be a better way. 100% there needs to be a better way. And um, the way that the industry is portrayed, and you see it on the HGTV shows, which I love. I love a good, you know, real estate show. But the reality is, if you do not set the boundaries and you do not get really, really clear on what it is that you want, then other people are going to take over your life. They're going to take over your schedule. They're going to take over everything. And you're going to wake up one day, 20 years down the road and be like, I missed so many things for what? Chasing paper. Right. Because so many people in business and real estate specifically are in such a lack of mindset. They're in such a scarcity chase, chase, chase mindset that they're like, oh, I got to answer the phone at midnight because I might miss a deal. And I'm like, seriously, my phone is on do not disturb unless we are in a hard negotiation. Um, And I'm at the point now where I, when people reach out to me, they're like, hi, are you accepting new clients? Hi, are you right? Because I have been very, very um, upfront about, I don't work with everyone. Right. Right. I don't, I don't chase. And I always say, you know what? Professionals attract and amateurs chase. And that is 100% correct. And I have, um, I always say like, it's not that I don't work. I do. I work very smart. And, you know, I say yes to me and I have the non-negotiables. And those are things for my kids, things for me that are just every week. This is what I do. My clients get filled in around it. And I'm still one of the top realtors. I mean, the last two years, I've been the number one realtor at my brokerage. And I am at the lake and I am on holidays. It's it's an interesting thing too, because, you know, so many, the amateurs, like you said, they give up their time um, for, for money. Uh, and a lot of it is so much wheel spinning that they're they're giving up all their time for not much money. And mm-hmm. sort of the more you go into it, the more you realize if I give up some money, I'll get more time back. 
Mm-hmm. And the more time you get back, the more creative you get to be and the more in the moment and in yourself you get to be, which means the yeah. more money you make. So yeah. instead of giving up time for money, you give up money for time mm-hmm. and you know it's all different. Now, somebody will say, well, if you don't have any money, you can't do that. I'm like, no, but you can still adopt that mentality mm-hmm. where you're not too worried about it. And if you understand that you know, your entire life, everything you've ever done has worked out one way or another, Yeah, um, it's coming in the future. So. Yeah. And, and, the, and my big thing is, you know, boundaries over burnout. Oh, yeah. And that is like, I will stand by that forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And if anybody challenges me on, wow, you're not, you know, listing this and doing this, how are you even going to make it? I'm like, you know what? How did I do it then? Yeah. Right. And how have I taught other women? And it, it, it's not just real estate agents. It's just women in general that are like feeling like they need to do it all. And they're just like, I'm not enough. Right. And they're people pleasers. And it's, it's like, okay, we need to go back and basically unlearn all the shit that you've learned and, and, you know, deal with some things in order to move forward. And then once you start saying yes to yourself, right? Because people think, oh my God, boundaries. That is, oh, that's scary. I'm scared, right? Like I need to say no to people. I'm like, how about we flip that and you start saying yes to you. And then everything else just fills in around it. And you had um, like a full blown panic attack and Mm. quasi mental breakdown. Totally. Um, And I didn't leave the house for almost a year. And that is... That is the the foundation that you've built off of off from this. The knowledge that it, it took going into that, and that that you had in it, and then coming out of it. That's, yeah. you know, the fact that you have the ability to prevent other people from having yeah. full blown panic attacks and failure, like just just crazy. I mean, that's you know, people say you know, what are your credentials? Well, I'll tell you my credentials. <laughs> School of hard knocks, a few of them. But to prevent anyone from having to experience what you experienced or or at least to show them the path that if you're going to go into it, there is a way out of it because when you're in the throes of it, you think that you're, you're there forever. Yeah. And it's, and society is very much, you know, in order to do this, that you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to hustle and you got to grind and you got this and then, and I'm like, whoa, that is so toxic. That is so toxic. Like hustle culture is basically putting your work and business before anything else. And you're like, that is fucked up. Yeah. Like that is really fucked up because if you are not okay, mind, body, and soul, if you can't, you know, when people like, what do you mean you put yourself first? Like you have kids and I'm like, okay, but if I am not in a correct frame of mind, I can't help my kids. That's another society. That's another massive trick from society. Right. They say, if you put yourself first, you are selfish and we're not allowed to be selfish. Yeah. What they don't understand is you need to put yourself first. You need to yep. be the one that's full and that way you can give to everybody yes. else. And society twisted that as well. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how many times that that took place. I mean, let's drop back to the COVID. How many people got vaccinated for, because they didn't want to kill grandma. And then how many people got vaccinated because they were worried about their own health. Right. Yep. That was the manipulation. That was one of the biggest manipulations yep. that they put out there. Do it yep. for somebody else. Don't do it for yourself. No, cares about you. Yeah, you, you know? don't need to care about you. You need to care about them. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What's selfish is running yourself into the ground and um, of being of no help. 
to anyone. To anyone. anyone. Yeah. That's selfish. Yes. And you know what? You, all you're doing is teaching your kids because they kids learn what they live. And if that's what you're, that's what they see, guess what they're going to do. And it just repeats and it repeats till somebody breaks the cycle. And I call bullshit on anybody who says you can't make like a multi six figure income operating the way you do. I'm like, really? Come mm-hmm. on over and I'll show you. That's right. And absolutely. Right? I mean, you have to put in the work still. I mean, it's, it's not like I just sit here and be like, la da da. I work. I work smart. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the hardest working people I know, but you're also living one of the greatest lives. Like you have the opportunity to, to do that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, we come from anyone that's sort of in this realm and in this reality has, they've got multiple lives that they've lived. Uh, and a lot of us came from nothing and created something. Mm-hmm. And it's funny and I don't just mean money, but I mean like a mindset, a, a character, a charisma, all that sort of stuff. And when somebody says, easy for you to say, look at what you've got right now, right? It's mm-hmm. funny because every single thing that even conspiracies, you know, it's not like I woke up one day and I was like, well, uh, I'm just going to put this tinfoil hat on and go against everything that ever happened. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not here to be ridiculed. I'm here to ask questions yeah. and that you get ridiculed for asking questions is absurd. You get ridiculed or you get comments from people that say, look what you've got. You know, it's easy for you to say, look what you've got. You know, when you look back at them and say, I started where you are. Yeah. I started where you are yeah. and and I created what I have because yeah. it was necessity, because it, because it was the, it was the journey. If you want it, mm-hmm. take it. If you don't, mm-hmm. don't, but yeah. don't rip on other people that are doing the thing that you yeah. want to do because you haven't got the balls right now to get up and do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, 100%. and that's the thing. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know where to start. And this is one of the things that I say, you know, if, you know, every single, every, every single great athlete has a litany of coaches. So if you want to understand what somebody's doing and you don't have any money, audiobooks, Mm -hmm. uh, ask questions, uh, Instagram, use Instagram to follow people that are doing something. Yeah. Um, You know, there's, there's information absolutely everywhere, but get yourself the information that you need one way or the other. Totally. Because success is merely a matter of doing things. And I'm not going to say success because the term success to me was, you know, societal white picket mm-hmm. fence, two and a half mm-hmm. kids. Um, and that, that, that was just, that was just, that just led to burnout. Totally. Success, success in anything that you do is waking up and being happy, mm-hmm. having an amazing day and going to bed. That's success yep. to me. And everybody's version is different. Yeah. Right. And that's what some people are like, well, to be successful. I'm like, what is, what is success? Yeah. To me, to me, success is experiences and time. You know, I always say, yeah, I love money and money allows me to have the experiences that I have. And, um, and I would say time is my greatest currency, right? Yeah. Because that, that's what's important to me. So it's like, you really got to get, I, I feel like people, they don't, they don't even know what they really want. So how can you even go out there and try to do anything? The first step is like, you need to get really, really clear on what it is you want. Yeah. Don't go out there manifesting with a bunch of aloof ideas. I want a lot of money. I want to love. Well, you just found a quarter on the ground. You got more money. Yeah. Be specific. Be specific with your manifestations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so everything all said and done, uh, it was absolutely awesome to have you on the show. Yes. Um, Thank you. And 
I love your story and, and it's something that I'm probably going to revisit in a little bit, like a few mm-hmm. months down the road or whatever, because I want to know more. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think personally, I think it's one of the most important things that we, we, you know, we talk about all of these things that we're supposed to not allowed to be talk, not allowed to be able to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, I want to talk about these things on a regular basis. I want to, you know, I want to talk about things that are going to piss people off that are going to make people think that are going to do all that sort of stuff. And to me, yeah. it seems weird as a male, but it's one of those, one of those things. I feel that we've all been duped into wanting big breasts as a man. Yeah. Um, wanting big breasts as a woman. Yeah. Uh, the idea of augmentation. I believe the whole thing. I, I believe the whole thing is, is this massive scam. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I love to get, I don't want to say the bottom of it because there is no getting to the bottom of it. We can never figure out why they sexualized breasts in the first place. Who knows why that happened? Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is this is the key. And you know me well enough to know that the journey that I'm on is bettering yourself every single day, no matter what mm-hmm. you're doing. 100%. And, and that, you know, that's that's what this is. That's what you did. Um, and you're using that experience to help anyone that comes to you. For to, sure. To, to better themselves. Yeah. And that's awesome and admirable. So again, I yeah. say thank you for coming on the show. And thank anyone, you for having me. Absolutely. And anyone uh, that wants to connect with Heather even more, uh, she is available and I will have her link tree posted in the uh, liner notes for this show. Awesome. And I think that you're going to simulcast this on your channel as well. I so, am. So to Heather's guests, I say hello from the Mental Mastery Alliance. <laughs> this is Adam. Hello. Hello, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and uh, and just so everyone knows adam um i've been working with adam for two years and he is my coach so there coaches uh, have coaches that's how shit works absolutely absolutely and that's not something that i talk about on a regular basis um you know my clients and all that sort of stuff i believe in 100 anonymity so mm-hmm. thank you very much for the shout out on that yeah um, you better believe it a lot of fun yeah. Uh, okay. And thank you. Uh, hey, thank you. <laughs> and in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.